Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. We know that on Friday mornings you run with a group of guys. This morning it was kind of cool and damp. I wanted to know, Joey V, do you wear different shoes on a morning like today as opposed to a sunny 64-degree day? Yeah, listen, it's the lawn shoes. Every dad should have a pair of lawn shoes. We all know that. You know, it's the old pair of tennis shoes that are all worn and torn, mm-hmm. maybe a little discolored, that your wife says, let, let, let's clean house a little bit. I got to get rid of some things. These shoes are so beat up. Like, no, 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 honey, those are my those are my rainy run shoes and slash lawn, lawn care shoes that you don't want to get your nice shoes messed up in. Absolutely. Joey, I was wondering, are you more of a morning person, uh, midday, or, or an evening person? Terry, I got five kids. I'm all all the above. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice in the matter anymore. You know, yeah. I mean, listen, life before kids. You know, I, I love my mornings. I love taking my time. You know, getting up. Jim Brewer has a great stand up about this. But he's like, you know, hey, be you know, before kids, you kind of wake up slow and da, da, da. all of a sudden you get you get toddlers in the house. It's like five AM. It's like boom. It's like a bomb goes <laughs> off, you know. And, and that's how it is, you know. And but at the same time, uh, as early as our mornings are, our, my second youngest, Birdie, she is an early bird. We named her right, Birdie, because she is an early bird. She gets up and uh, as frustrating as it can be at times, and we, we tried to give the old, hey, when the sun's up, you get up. We've tried all that. We've tried. They have these stoplights. They have these stoplight alarm clocks now where it's actually it's red at night, and then you can set it to, like, let's say 630 in the morning. So at 630, it goes from red to green. And I, I think she's colorblind. I don't know. She doesn't understand the colors or something because she's still getting up before things turning green. Uh, but at the same time, on the flip side, it's, it's always great to hear those little feet come uh, sprinting down the hall because uh, before you know it, one day it's going to be it's going to be gone. Joey V, if I'm driving at night and there are blinking yellow lights, my colorblindness precludes me from being able to tell that difference. I stop at blinking yellow lights until I make sure that it's not the lights on top, the red but it's the lights in the middle that are blinking. So you're telling me you, you don't just continue to drive through blinking yellow lights? Uh, I, no, but fortunately, <laughs> I also don't continue to drive through blinking red lights. Okay. You're, you're a danger to society. I mean, you got to think about the people behind you. It, yeah, blinking yellow means, that means proceed with caution. I know it. I know it. Okay. Okay, I know you know it, but why aren't you doing it? Because this? here's the thing: I can't. They look red to me as I'm approaching them. You know, that's, that may be a bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> you, you may not want to tell too many people that, especially the driving uh, the driving bureau of Missouri, because you may they may invoke your license on that one. Yeah, yeah oh. they, they, I, I just told them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you just told them exactly right. Yeah, the blinking yellow, proceed with caution. The blinking red, of course. Then you got to stop. Consider it a stop sign, but. Uh, you know, when, when I'm driving with my kids, too, uh, I, I pretty much run every yellow light. And when, when they do it, they're like, Dad. I go, oh, no, man. it was orange. It was orange. <laughs> it, was, it, it was a blend. <laughs> so, you know, now they, when, when I say, what does green mean? They say, go. They say, what does red mean? They say, stop. And so what does yellow mean? And they always say, Dad says, it says, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going. We're living on the edge, folks. Oh man, <laughs> Joey, I have a very important question for you, and this kind of caused some controversy in our show earlier today. Somebody texted in that they find the song "All I Want for Christmas" by Mariah Carey annoying. We don't think it's annoying. What do you think? You, you know what? I I gotta be honest with you. I freaking love that song. Yes. I mean, Thank you. you know, the more I listen, I don't know what it is. It's and, you know, it seems like the different Christmas movies that come out, they always find some way to put this one into it. You know, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time is Love Actually, and of course, at the very end of that movie, there's like a kids musical, and a young young lady does a great job singing that song. And I don't know, guys. I mean, it's like that song where even when you hate it, you have to also love it because it's just such a part of, of Christmas. And you know, it's good beat, good music, great voice by Mariah Carey. I think I take your side on this one, Brooke. I, I love it. Agreed. Do you think what is the worst, or do you think there is a annoying Christmas song? Is there one you don't like? There's just not. I mean, I can't think of one. I mean, any any time you throw uh, any of them on, I think especially this time of the year, it's it's all it's all thumbs up for me. I mean, the Frosties, the Santa Claus is coming to town, and we got a really nice variety across the board in our house. Kind of consistently growing up and and moving through the different stages. But, you know, it's, it's a Christmas movie night at least twice a week in the Vitale household from December 1st on. Uh, that dog on Elf showed up last night. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about it on the broadcast there a little bit. Alex had Alex Ferrario had no idea what this Elf was. Really? And I said, and I said Alex, listen, you cannot, you cannot know about it all you want, but it's coming. It's coming for you whether you like it or not. So we had to give him a little education about, you know, getting prepared for the Elf and, yeah, ours is hanging on the the front mantle hand, uh, candle holder right now, and he decided to get into the Cheerios box last night. That little Dickens, <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote with the Cheerios on back, and now I got Cheerios all over the floor. So I'll be cleaning that up later. <laughs> hey Joey V, when you watch last night, uh, the, what Jordan Cairo did, and he didn't score any goals, but when you see the skill, you really can get an ideas to why the Blues gave him the contract, because he is a really gifted hockey player. Kairou is, isn't he? Listen, I think he's over the You know, I said this during the minute. Hold on, Joey, you cut out there. Let's see if we can get Joey back. Hold on. Well, I'm sure he's still talking. <laughs> he probably has no idea. <laughs> Joey. Yeah, we lost yeah, we'll, 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 We need to get this answer, so yes. we'll, we'll call him back and... We'll get that. And that was going to be a big answer, too. It was. He yeah. was talking about what he said on the broadcast. Yeah. How great Cairo is going to be. Or yeah. yes. Well, it's, you know, he, he's had, obviously, mm-hmm. some bad breaks this year. We've talked about it. And last year, he definitely had his issues in terms of playing a 200 foot game. Slowly but surely, things are coming together. The 200 foot game, you can control that. And now it's just a matter of getting the puck to go in. I think that's probably the most. Uh, impressive thing is we haven't complained about his defense this year or lack thereof. I think it hasn't been as glaring as it was last year. So We have Joey back. Joey, uh, thanks for rejoining us. We we missed the very first part of your answer when I asked when I mentioned that Kyra is such a gifted player and you can see why the Blues gave him that contract. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I lost you. I think, I think that my elf is playing tricks on me again <laughs> with the Wi-Fi signal uh, in my house. You know, yeah, listen, Jordan, and I said this during the Minnesota game a couple of days ago, where the Blues struggled in that game. And I was saying on the broadcast, this, this is the game where your team's struggling, you need you need those elite players just to do something amazing in the game. Maybe the, the flip of the wrist, 
a shot on goal, a speed burst, something to create something in this game. And we didn't see it out of Jordan. And, you know, for, for an elite player that's making as much money as he, he is, you're not going to have it every single game. But you can't go two, three, four games without it being seen either. You know, it's, it's off for one game, back on for three. Maybe you take one off, you're back on for five. So, so big-time players like him, they have to get streaky and they have, to, they have to produce and they have to turn the game over. That's what happened last night. You look, look at the game. It was a little bit back and forth. They tie it up at three after a three-goal lead. Buffalo comes storming back. Chief calls a timeout. And then that Cairo with Shen and, and Hayesline really took over the game. But it was really led by Cairo. His speed on both plays, driving up, driving up through the ice, you know, cutting to the outside, cutting to the middle, finding plays on the back door, one to Hayes, one to Shen. Two primary assists back-to-back to make it a 5-3 game which then, of course, it was out of reach. It wasn't just the primary assist either. I mean, I thought the way he back-checked, the way he battled, I think this was a great line that Craig Ruby put around him with Hayes and Shen, two veteran guys that are going to kind of help communicate things and get through, the, get through to him as well about how to play. But overall, just a wonderful performance for Jordan Cairo there last night. And keep in mind, guys, one thing about him has been very consistent. When he has one game, he can get very streaky. All of a sudden, two turns into three, three to four, and this can start snowballing in the right direction for number 25. Joey, can you talk to us about Jake Neighbors? He's the team leader in goals right now. He, he's a young player that seems to have a really good demeanor. What is his ceiling uh, in this league? You know, I think that one day, Kerry, he's going to be a 35-40 goal scorer. I really mean that because – you know, he comes in with so many tools in the National Hockey League. He was a point-munching guy in junior. He's got a great knack for the net. He's got really quick hands. And he understands, you know, one thing about this game that has not changed is that if you want to have success, if you want to have offensive success, you've got to get to the front of the net. You know, with this game evolving in the, in the skill set and the way you know, players are getting these skills coaches, so much of it has become more to the perimeter, more to the outside, where you're looking at a Connor Bedard who's doing some fancy things, but mostly it's to the outside. Jake Neighbors has that, but also he has this whole other, this, this idea that, you know, the success of you scoring goals, they're not always going to be pretty shots from the outside. They're going to be mucking grind ones like we saw last night. I mean, his first goal was a perfect example. He plants his rear end right in front of Lukanen, uh, right on top of the blue paint, shot from the outside by Letty. He gets the rebound on his knees, and he buries it. I mean, more goals than not are going to happen that way. And as he approaches the 10 goal mark, I mean, he's really on pace right now, if you look at it, just shy of 40. So I know he will slow down a little bit. I mean, he, he's not going to continue this, I think, forever. Uh, but one day in th- two, three years when he kind of really enters that, that prime of his career, I think without a doubt he, he could be a 40-goal scorer in this league, 80, maybe even 90 points. Uh, one day if he continues to stay healthy and be around it. Uh, but super skilled. He plays on his toes. He plays physical. He's a learner. He's a sponge. He's been around the O'Reilly's and the Shens his entire NHL career so far. So he's been around great examples, and he's just soaked it all in. He's a wonderful kid, wonderful attitude, and just a great disposition, like you mentioned. He's got everything it takes to be a 40-goal scorer in the National Hockey League one day. Joey V, always good to have you with us. Safe travels as the Blues head back out on the road and uh, have yourself a very good weekend and beware of the elf. Yes, yes, you guys as well.